so let's, you know, start, you know, just like, um, with campaign videos, show an explicit scene of a child getting punched by a fully grown woman. Well, let's show no, a fucking No, okay, you can go too far in that, too. No, that's going too far, too, because now you're desensitizing it. Now you're showing it too much, and you're normalizing it. But it should not be, we should not be selling trauma porn, right? And, and desensitizing no. people to violence. Hey, you know, we're doing it as a campaign. We're doing it to raise awareness. No, raise, no, that's not it. This is just a complete misunderstanding of what, how this is getting interpreted. Wait, and hold on. Okay. okay, I'm over-exaggerating a little bit. I cannot perfectly understand where you guys are coming from, and I understand from both of your stands. But I don't I'm think you understand. Support. No, I do understand it, but I am going to constantly support that I believe that, you know, just a very specific example of Serbian film, right? I just don't think it's particularly necessary, at least in my opinion, or, you know, like, I'm not blaming the existence of the film, right? I'm just saying that if we're bringing the technical aspect of the cinema, and if we're just talking about the content or Yes. Okay. No, we agree it's disgusting, okay? But Okay, let's let's so we, let's all agree that it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting, and mm -hmm. we don't support that action. We're on the same ground in that. But the matter that diverges us is a Christine. You believe that this should exist, and I I think what you have stated is wonderfully, and it actually makes sense to some extent, right? You know, like you need this in order for the society. You know, like you said, you and Christine, like it's it's a constant reminder and. To some extent, once in a while, we need to, you know, see this. And I mean, it's a film, so it's not literally, right? It's not literally happening. It's a, you know, a, you know, like a mimic of what could happen and what is happening in behind the scenes through the context of film. And you're saying that that should exist so that, you know, people actually get this type of pure emotion, you know, out from their hearts, right? Mm -hmm. But what I'm trying to say is, I just don't think, like, I, I, per, as much as I do understand where you're coming from, at the same time, I believe that, in my opinion at least, I don't think it is necessary to have this, or we can just kind of, like, switch, or just kind of switch up the content a little bit, or the direct, the director of the film could have, you know, changed up the film a little bit more, uh, so that scenes are not necessarily, you know, too... You know, like, it's, it's just unnecessary, uh, I can't talk, unnecessary, like, you know, length of scenes, you know, explicit scenes. It's, yeah, like, if you look at Serbian film to some, some extent, it's just, the it, some might even portray that as a way where the director is exploring their own fantasy towards this particular taboo subject, you know, that's how I took it personally, you know, but that's just my personal matter, so it doesn't matter. But I'm just going to constantly support that. I don't think this type of content needs to exist because, you know, humans are already aware of going on. And words, I think it's enough to kind of like explain or make them realize that this is a wrong to do. I'm really bad at elaborating my points. I'm sorry, like, I, I'm, I'm triggering and I just don't know how to elaborate my plan. 
Okay. Well, I think we all like we're running it in a bit of a circle here. So let's just stop the conversation. I think we yeah. laid yeah. out what we think about a Serbian film mm-hmm. and it is just up to the audience and our future selves to decide what we do, who we sat on or, or, or what perspectives to take into consideration. But that was mm-hmm. a great way to get us energized. Oh, look at the 180. You guys started off as almost in a state of semi-comatose. And now, oh my goodness, we are like sweating. <laughs> so, wait, where did Christine go? Oh, okay. So, okay, Christine, uh, do you want any final words? Because I know you've been kind of... Yeah, we started off with me and Jessica yelling at each other. So. Christine, why, why don't you have a chance to fire back? Any thoughts on Salo? We're we talking about Salo? I guess Salo and um, a Serbian film is on a pretty much a similar wavelength. It's not identical, but it's in a similar wavelength. Yeah. So I feel like at some point in time, it will be pretty um, cyclical as well, but we can definitely talk about it. I feel like um, if a Serbian film has to focus on task you know, images, then I'll say um, Salo really focused on the totalitarian regimes and the portrayal of the victims who have to go through the series of totalitarianistic government, or that's how I saw it. Mm. I really, I think Salo is probably the best psychological horror uh, movie or film or piece of art that I've I've, I've consumed because even though this film, it's not really graphic. That's the thing, right? It doesn't get to graphic until the last few minutes of the film where mm-hmm. people are being massacred. But mm-hmm. what is graph, what, what horrifies me is just how systematic, how mechanical, how cold, how inhumane that they, they make this process, right? It's almost like how it, it's almost like there there's these once these tasks made on a list one two three four five and they're mm-hmm. just walking through it. it it's it's almost like a pragmatic a pragmatic cold rational carrying out just another task to them right yeah. there there's not really much display of pleasure throughout the film no. even though that we even though we know that these people are deriving some strange strange perverse uh uh fantasy from 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 all of this there's no it's just it's just they're like robots Mm -hmm. and i think that that is what is so terrifying around about this film the desensitization right yeah and i actually do agree with you um with salo um i personally did think like in fact this is a powerful film that i believe everybody should probably watch once in their life you know <laughs> it does a really excellent job in terms of like what you have explained so far you know i think you know this is the film that i would like to support not serbian film mm. you know um yeah i feel like reader i'm mean, like the viewers can get a lot from Salo, you know and i just like completely agree with what you have just stated about the film mm. wow consensus good this is a good period of truce. So what did you guys derive from uh, Salo? Who do I start first? Who do I start first? Let me stop, let me stop. 
I just want to leave it like this. I don't like the angle. When I watched this, I the first the first time I watched it, I didn't get it. The first time I watched it, I was like, okay. So what was this whole point of like eating dog, you know, poo and dog feces and feeding them um weird stuff and then just um like making them listen to the prostitute story about her life and then what was the whole point of you know forcing young children to you know do whatever these high people in high society are telling them to do but later on when i just was keep on thinking about it i thought that those actually were kind of similar to that of a um to that of a dictator such as like stalin and like hitler and then that gave me like an emotional emotion of oh this is this is probably how it felt to like live in the aura of when you had to go through like Stalin, Stalinism and like Hitler. What does that? Is that Stalinism? Yeah. Stalinism is Hitlerism. Is not. <laughs> you mean Nazism, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jessica. Oh, no, um, I think it was just a very well constructed and like you mentioned, it does explore on the sensation of horror itself, not directly the visual effects of it. Like it's not like the Hollywood horror films with spooky, you know, makeup and things like that, but the very like the psychological horror of it throughout the um, film, you know, the viewers can really just kind of like in a sense, really feel like they're just part of it. And I think that to me as a viewer, what made me feel very haunted throughout the entire film, like it just felt so real, yet it was very unrealistic. But just the construction of the film itself throughout the, um, um, you know, the documentation of the film is what got me. And I think in that sense does a very well job of, you know, um, exploring on that particular subjects, you know. So yeah, that's basically what I got from Salo, you know? I think, yeah. Uh, yeah. A theme that I got from Salo was the idea of free choice, right? And, and the human instinct to define your own path, right? Traditionally, we think of our decisions being sort of manufactured and calibrated by the influences of nature and society, our environment, right? But, and and these are uh, authoritarian forces that, that push us towards certain choices um, opposed to others. However, in this film, we see these people who have reached the pinnacle of society, uh, of economic, political power. But at the end of the day, there, you know that, remember that scene where they were sitting down, they were completely drunk and they were talking about Nietzsche and they were talking about yeah. uh, like, in the final in the final analysis we seek mm -hmm. to conquer the human spirit right mm -hmm. and what they were doing through this experiment it was this ritualistic playing out of the idea of con conquering human dignity human dignity of con conquering human spirit and uh you you see this when um uh, you know the guard who was caught sleeping with uh, the the maid and you know he mm -hmm. In his in his final moment, he stood up and saluted um, who knows what, but some sort of higher power. And you saw mm -hmm. this display of human tenacity, and the dictators were completely in shock. They were frozen a few, in for a few minutes. 
this shows at the end of the day even if we get rid of our um our materialistic constraints we're still constrained by our own soul whatever that may be and i think yeah i think that's a really powerful um enlightening message that i derived from a serbian film i mean not sorry not Ser- salo <laughs> no not Ser- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. don't want to relapse Ooh. into that yeah we really do not we really do not <laughs> yeah we agree that's, to disagree. Actually, yeah. But that's actually not necessarily like the thought that I had, but now that you mentioned it, it's something that's a, that's a very interesting observation. And to be frank with you, like, I mean, other than what I've stated about how I felt about the film, I, I was kind of in a state of confusion as well when I first watched the film. Um, I don't know, just like the practices and the rituals and just the entire event throughout the film or just like that um that house where people were just like captured in a very isolated you know location of wherever it is you know i just felt really confused of what was exactly going on throughout the film when i first observed it but i don't know like i i still need to you know rewatch the film but i think it's um the film is really great in a sense that it's not something that we were exposed to you know um on a, on a like the content and the context is not something that we're exposed to frequently so it really allows the viewers to just reflect it and constantly think about it is what i think it's also the beauty of the film because mm. i found myself thinking about it like over and over again like i i, I was up like in, in a sense like obsessed i wouldn't say obsessed but terrified and full in horror for weeks after you know watching the film and it just forces the viewer to constantly reflect on that detailed scenes and the events that occurred, right? Yeah, it's just one of the films that really stood out and, you know, really, really forces me to constantly reflect and, you know, about the society, about some social structure in this world and things like that. So. To that extent, I, I really do think the film is quite, um, you know, powerful and beautiful mm. in a sense. And that, I think, is what great cinema should be, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Salo mm-hmm. uh, knocked me out for a month. I couldn't watch another movie for a month because it just consumed me. I was constantly thinking about it. But yeah, I, exactly. I, that's why I do agree with you that a Serbian film really is 10th rate because mm-hmm. I thought about it for like maybe an hour and then that's it. And I was just horrified that I watched the thing from uh, start mm-hmm. to beginning afterwards. But it didn't force any deep contemplation the way that Salo oh. did. No, yeah, exactly. Like Serbian film is just one of the things where I was just like, why did I watch it? I was trying my best and, you know, like to forget about it, not think about it, like try to remove that from my brain is what I was trying to do. But like, you know, on the other hand, Salo like allows the you know the viewers to think about a lot of things. There's a lot to reflect on it, you know. Although there, you know, like although a lot of people mention about you know is is are certain you know scenes still necessary, you know. So that's some of the things that a lot of people who watch the film talk about to this day. But I mean, of course, there are scenes that are unnecessary if you look at it like there's the documentation of it. But I generally think it's a very you know. I, like a powerful movie, you know? So, yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, well, Salo's a good movie. I liked it, but it's not for everyone, definitely. If you are, yeah, if you're not, like, if you're new to psychological horror, Salo mm-hmm. is not the first movie you should watch because that no. that shit will take you out. You will become mm-hmm. depressed for a year. So, yeah, yeah I guess that too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, just take it slow. It's 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 one of the very bottom part of the cycle of uh, psycho horror films. I think it's so. rated the most. Um, the 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 what is it the most horrific film made ever it's disturbing all time yeah yeah salo is not a serbian film which is interesting yeah that should just just be burnt and like disappeared into the society it's oh my god mm-hmm. you know the Oh, wait, wait, hold on. You're cutting out. What did you say? Hello? Yeah, you're cutting out. What did you say? Talking about the director of like all good films. I was actually caught and went to trial for some some um crime that he committed as well. Mm. I forgot exactly what the crime was, but I'm just telling you that that man is not a sane man. He's not a sane man. That which is why I was so like against his production of film and i i don't justify anything that he does because i think yeah but well, whatever we do we, we do not talk about this anymore <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing i don't think that i think by definition the artist is amoral i guess so yeah so i don't know it's that like, it's that so yeah. our artist sorry no, go on no, because go artists on, on. create, right? Artists redefine, they reinvent, they recategorize. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those are uh, technical uh, innovations. Sometimes they redefine social norms. Sometimes it's it, it goes down to morality, right? And the same kind of uh, impulse that gives us political art that challenges, you know, the patriarchy or or um, gender inequality, you know, racial disparities gives us the same type of art that that Serbian film would represent. Hmm. I don't know. Art is a very difficult subject because, to some degree, it's something that wasn't art. Like audiences might define it as art. So this. Just whatever we consider as art is a very broad topic, you know. So I, you know, you might create something, I might create something, and one day it can become art, which is why this world is just so complex, and it's not like, yeah, I don't know. It's it's a mm. difficult, difficult subject. Like, yeah, art. Christine, where did Christine go? You want to pitch in? Yeah. If you want to pitch in, come closer because your audio is kind of shit. Yeah. It wasn't much of a, you know, a movie that gave me an impact to the point I would keep on thinking about it. After I watched it, for me, it wasn't as horrifying. So then to me, I was just like, okay. I just watched a bunch of kids getting controlled by these, you know, heart, like, you know, you know, this authoritarians were so bored in life 
that they started conducting this experiment on these young kids for their sake of desires and for they, their sake of, you know, act was um, an ethical part of their um, experiment, but anything other than that, I didn't really get, I didn't really think anything else about it. No, I don't think so. Oh my God, Christine. <laughs> you should rewatch it. I didn't try to interpret the meaning of the museo in the first place anyway. I think I only watched it because because I was curious about uh, we have psycho. Psycho. Alfred Hitchcock. Mm -hmm. Wait, hold on. Let me go grab my notebook because I actually, I have some things on Psycho uh, that I want to share, some interpretations. I really like Psycho. I think it's probably, I know it's kind of, I don't know. I know Psycho is kind of basic, but it's probably one of my favorite movies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, classic film. Very classic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Such an influential, influential film, isn't it? late 19th century it was a 19th century or the 20th century when was it published again 19 1960 oh, okay never mind the 20th century <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i okay psycho was gorgeous i mean the cinematography was revolutionary oh, you perfect. know alfred hitchcock mm -hmm. yeah amazing and, um hold on yeah let's just go into my room it should be fine wait actually no i shouldn't um <laughs> dude we should have yeah. talked about Cycle first, and then like um, Vertigo, and then um, Solo, and then Serbian film. <laughs> yeah? Uh, Why? Are you drained yeah. now? Because of our no, little... no, 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 no. It's just like, I feel like the listeners kind of just like take it into steps, because I feel like that's kind of like in the chronological order of less extreme to like more extreme of like the Cycle horror films. But that, that, that's just a suggestion. Whatever. Yeah. I can switch Please, the sure. order around. Yeah. So, okay, we all agree. Psycho mm -hmm. was, the cinematography was beautiful. And Indeed. the, the I, what I love about Alfred Hitchcock films is that you have no fucking clue what is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. You know? You watch uh, films in the modern era and you know how it's going to end, right? Like something, exactly. it always ends on a good note, right? Uh, mm -hmm. the, the princess and the prince reunite and oh my God, they make up with their parents and now everybody's happy. Or, but with Alfred Hitchcock, the narrative arc is all over the place and mm -hmm. the ending always the ending is usually very neutral, especially in um, Psycho and, uh, uh, you know, The Birds, right? And I don't know if you, if you guys haven't watched The Birds, but in Psycho, no. uh, even though this the Norman Bates is locked in jail and being interrogated, you still have this lingering mm -hmm. sensation of fear afterwards because of the fact that his existence uh, is just very daunting. And in the birds, I think, oh, Jesus Christ, I forgot how it ends, but 
basically what happens in the birds is this town is stormed by millions of birds who start attacking humans right and you see the immensity of nature and how small we are within it if if all the birds on the planet just decided next day that they're going to uh, conquer the world they probably could because they outnumber us millions to one probably there's there's trillions of birds out there so alfred hitchcock yes amazing what i've derived from it is you see how pitiful and vulnerable and childish criminal psychotics are right and, and you see um that criminal psychotics are created through two things one is a lack of civilization lack of socialization right not mm-hmm. not because th- i think this is relevant to current discussions going on talking about uh rape culture and things like that no there is not there's no such thing as a rape culture there's a lack of culture a lack of socialization lack of um being enculturated into social norms that leads to criminal psychotics being bred and people become antisocial and engaging in possibly criminal acts due to alienate alienation right so i think that's the one thing that i derived from it the second is um the freud okay freud and the idea of the domineering mother the oedipus mother who who domineers their children and uh and controls them which leads to the the child having like a fa- a fantasy of extreme independence of rejecting wait hold on no 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 like i what would you say like like okay you you see the idea of an oedipus complex being played out here which is um mm-hmm. the idea how there's different stages of development and if they cannot mm-hmm. overcome their fear their anxiety their dependence on yeah. either the physical image of the parent or the mental and spiritual image of the parent and if they can't overcome it they will harbor that imago or image mental image and export it and like superimpose it onto other people or institutions or things and continue to play this game with them a ritualistic game where they're acting yeah. out this uh this game of conquering and dominance and uh war to 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 compensate or provide them solace for their initial failure i think that was very interesting the dynamic of the family and how that leads to uh you know consequences in their development so i think that's what i derived from psycho yeah but i think that's that's, that's pretty much the main thing that most of the viewers might probably are probably essentially going to gain out of psycho and yeah like just the child you know just there's a lot of factors um from the film and the danger of like you know parental obsession or over control of one and how that may you know affect them in the long term and how the individual's going to essentially grow up as a you know like grown up you know it's just fascinating how oh <laughs> do you hear yourself no sorry my mom was my mom was calling me yeah keep going Yeah, but um, you know, like essentially what happened throughout Psycho is, you know, the reason that's why he ended up murdering the lady is because he ended up finding some sort of interest or love or whatever it is towards that, you know, um 
the female who is the opposite sex of who he is and then he kind of portrayed it as his mother so he's this he is like in constant fear and you know repression and thinking that like oh my mother will probably not allow me to you know um you know just like fall in love or like date this lady or whatever or just like um show some sort of emotional kind of uh you know interest towards a opposite sex you know and yeah just yeah like it, it covers a lot of important like childhood development and everything's just so unexpected throughout the film you know just that you know realization that the character was not actually the mother but then it was just one individual just playing out um a different character throughout the entire movie and yeah it's just so haunting and amazing and gorgeous and just amazing like i don't know <laughs> like words cannot really essentially describe the film i think there's limitations of how fascinating the film is in a sense yeah yeah like and the oh shit what the hell i knew it so like you you see the idea of the fear of the the fear towards his mother you know the dominance mm-hmm. the lingering dominance his dead mother still has over him when he is uh killing the the girl in the shower i forgot her name yeah. but she he doesn't she's explicitly stabs her womb right the mm-hmm. near the uterus area i think that's really interesting right oh, does she Oh, yeah, really? the abdomen. Oh, he stabs into the abdomen, oh, and I think to catch the detail. And I think that symbolically represents his fear towards being sucked into um, the procreative matrix of uh, mm-hmm. of, of woman, right? Yeah. Going back into the cave and being being just uh, completely encapsulated, being just completely immersed in the mm-hmm. overwhelming embrace of his mother that mm-hmm. strips uh, away his independence and his individuality. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Oh my goodness. We support, <sighs> yeah, like- we support Salo, we support a, a Psycho, we don't support a Serbian film, but oh, I would God. say, yeah, Serbian film, yeah. I mean, like, Salo, I I don't support it to the same degree of supporting Psycho, but Psycho is just, it's just beautiful. It's just gorgeously constructed, and it's one of the best films that was ever created in the cinematography history. So for anyone who hasn't had the chance to watch the film, I would definitely, like, 100% recommend the film. Like, any of Alfred Hitchcock's films, really. Like, I would totally recommend that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently, um, Alfred Hitchcock was a misogynist and had many sexual uh, abuse uh, allegations. So, you know, the artists, great artists, they seem there's this there's this uh, track record of immorality, maybe amorality. They don't consider morality. Maybe it's just integral to be that way, aren't you? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't support it. I'm just saying it's just like. Perhaps you can't have one without the other. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah. So, Christine, do you want to chip into Psycho? Oh, Psycho really showed me how a vulnerable human's mind could be to me. It demonstrated me like the fact how he was able to lose himself so quickly because of his, you know, obsessive fear towards his mother was 
kind of intriguing to me. Was, that kind of made me question, so then what are some factors if humans are that vulnerable to change that quickly? Then what are some other factor, factors that would make us change even quicker? For oh, like, if, okay. if his, if his case, um, the trigger factor was fear, in the sense that he can completely lose himself and and then divide himself to complete split personality to become his quote unquote mother, right? Then, what are the other things that could also make us into completely, you know, losing yourself? Um, that that movie shows me like how like vulnerable humans mind to be. Mm, yeah it showed it showed me that we are so vulnerable like we're in because at one point in time i really did think that as long as you you know kind of grip yourself in the sense that you can like live your life with principles then you will never lose yourself but then after that watching that film it made me really question like it made me like seriously just feel like how vulnerable like i am and like i am as a human and how ch quickly ch my mind could change Right, because you see how you see the power of the subconscious, even though we may consciously tell ourselves and convince ourselves that we are pragmatic, rational, moral human beings. But who knows what is lingering in our subconscious that may take over in in extreme emotional states? Yeah, who knows what we're, we're capable of? But on the flip side, because we are capable of so much evil and we on overwhelmingly repress it with our consciousness and we're capable of that i think that reaffirms to me the the greatness of humanity that too but then it really shows showed me that is we're really prone to we're really easily prone to change but i think that's what makes human also like beautiful because we're so we can be we can change very quickly and mm. we can adapt quickly or maybe it isn't change. Maybe it's just we are capable of so much. It, it that capacity is already latent within us. We yeah. can tap into so much, so many different states of existence. It's it's very interesting. Yeah, I really like Vertigo. Everybody, go watch Vertigo. Vertigo or Psycho? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I meant Psycho, but Vertigo okay. as well. Vertigo is a is much more obscure than psycho i'm going to be honest with you i couldn't really derive anything from it but it, it was strangely beautiful yeah i yeah. think i think it's it's i think the hype for the film is mainly mainly the cinematography of it mm. and i think it visually captures the fear of vertigo you know in a like a, there, it delivers it in a very visual way if that makes sense so like people can kind of feel like, oh, this is how it may feel like when one is in a state of vertigo, you know? Mm. So it's kind of like that, you know, like, you know, that experiment thing where we just look at um, films, like psychedelic films, it's, it's in a sense the early, early example of a quote unquote psychedelic film to some mm. extent, except of course, it's not relating to any like drugs, but the experience of the vertigo. And it captures it very well in a visual context to some degree. Yeah. I think it was more so commentary on obsession and the idea of obsession, specifically when you are in, not in love with someone, but rather infatuated with the idea of someone.
right yeah, because exactly. yeah. yeah a large part of the film the 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 guy never really speaks to the girl but he yes i i think this is um but but like i don't know it was really strange because every time you see these the the two main characters the the woman and the man uh mm -hmm. embrace each other it's it's always very awkward right it's it yeah. seems so desperate when they when they embrace each other it seems so um they're just consumed by impulse right there's no rationale and and you see the awkwardness of the back and forth of a struggle when the the guy was lugging her up the tower so i think that i think that represents i mean i feel like perhaps this is an analogy for romantic love and infatuation perhaps and perhaps. how awkward and how obsessed uh we become when we are infatuated with someone but it was yeah. a beautiful film i don't know i don't have much to say about it i haven't thought about yeah. it yeah yeah but i i definitely think it's like like i mentioned it does a very um you know brilliant job in terms of like allowing the viewers to experience it in a visual sense, like closely visual sense of what one may be feeling when their state of like love or impulsiveness or rage or, you know, revenge or whatever it is. Mm. Yeah. So much what humans are capable to do with the emotions that we are gifted with. Mm -hmm. We're capable of so many things just because we only ha we have a thing called emotions. One thing I'm definitely going to point out though is like Alfred Hitchcock's like if many of the people are kind of used to the 21st century, you know, very straightforward messages, it might be difficult for people to follow up the film. That I'm going to point out and it, some may think that it's a slow paced film. So I'm just going to put that out like because that's how I personally felt when I first interacted with the film because I was way too exposed with like Hollywood very straightforward kind of like messages you know without having to really think about it um so and I really hate oh my goodness yes I really hated the new era of movies right yeah. the movies of the past Alfred Hitchcock you get trained how to detect the nuance of yeah. body language okay mm -hmm. alfred hitchcock there's the long these are uh, no my God. there's these long panned out um like uh moments where you just see a person's face right that mm -hmm. that iconic what is it that car wait front view mirror car view that yeah. alfred hitchcock invented um you yes. would just see them right slowly slowly dive into insanity right mm -hmm. simply through the yeah. expression of their eyes their gaze exactly. their facial expression yeah. and and you don't get trained in that anymore and i think it's very dangerous for ver for um social interaction we're not able mm -hmm. to detect body language anymore i mean we're texting all the yeah. time we're calling so exactly. yeah like, i think I yeah like we lack in we lack in trying to interpret meaning that we no longer try or attempt to even interpret meanings anymore. Like, or in, in fact, people get bored of it when we talk about like, what does this term mean? Yeah. I feel like that's, that was like so evident in all the kids that I see these days. Well, yeah. We have, uh, but then like, I feel like we couldn't help it because we really, we haven't been trained to do that ever since now. Yeah. Like even the adults don't, don't help us. Okay. Wait, I would just want to circle this back. I know. Okay. To, to Serbian film very quickly because wouldn't you say that 
the beauty of these films that we just talked about, Salo, Psycho, Vertigo, is that they com- they portray very compelling messages in a very beautiful way, right? There's a very beautiful package. And Salo does it in a very grotesque, brutish, violent way. However, the problem with the first category is that it requires a certain kind of trained mind in order to interpret it, right? We, are, we have been... Um, consuming art and literature for a very long time okay we can detect these patterns of thought and these these uh, the metaphysical meaning quite quickly compared to the average person however to people who are less um you know able to extract meaning from artistic creations a work like a serbian film like a serbian film maybe not a serbian film but a similar to it is necessary a more graphic a more direct brutish message is necessary for people like that yeah but i feel like Hmm. definitely hmm. definitely i really want people to be exposed in that the films that were um made back in the day in the 20th century or the 19th century because i feel like back then people because I think people back in the day were they articulated more with words to express meanings and through body languages. I think that would help us like help us more to like develop the way we should kind of think. Like train us how to like really think and articulate and really interpret like meanings of different things. To that too, but like um even dating back to even the 19th century, like towards the late 19th century, cinema was more in a form of fine arts, not a consumerism, like before the rise of Hollywood and everything, and it was like exposed to the, you know, consumers and before it became a business and some sort of meaning that everybody needs to understand. Like it was a fine art. That's why it was less literal. Like it was more, you know, um, you know, like the viewers needed to kind of figure out, you know, the, the meaning out of it and things like that but now it's just consumerism game and it's just you know capitalism just the film industry has entered the capitalistic society which is why there's just so many examples of films in the 21st century where um it's not really exploring the artistical way but it's more like we're just gonna do it for the sake of entertainment we're only doing the sake of to increase people's dopamine level yeah it's just not to entertainment not to in the sake of to help us develop our to figure out our way in life if you yeah but no no no. i'm not saying that like not every film is like that in the 21st century but like mo like a lot of the films that exist in the 21st century are examples of just pure entertainment you know Mm. yeah i don't know some examples or there's like 20 20 21st century really 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 focuses focus on the topic of finding self-identity i feel like yeah i feel like we care a lot about self-identity in the 21st century i think that's a good point there's you see the same themes repeated over and over again right um like environmental uh, destruction, right? Uh, repelling a tyrannical force, uh, whether it is racist, misogynistic or whatever. Um, and and bringing people together, heroism, da-da-da-da-da. It's, it's all the same 
crap bullshit nonsense i mean okay it's not nonsense it's meaningful whatever but it's for in terms of artistic pursuits mm -hmm. the artistic quality i mean it's it's like 15th rate okay it's what is this stuff it's like black panther won a grammy i'm sorry it's it's it, this piece of art as a piece of art it, it it's nothing it's nothing what is this it's 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 chicken scratch mm -hmm. yeah it's like the, i think the problem is just yeah like you said um you reusing too much of the same content over and over and over again like recycling it it's, it's as if humans are incapable of exploring the creative side of, of themselves and they're just you know you know imitating one of them this one and yeah like it's as if we're almost i feel like in the 21st century because until i have explored these films in the past my thought process thought process to the films were very like very very straightforward and i i was not creative about my thoughts in fact i wasn't able to create you know deep meaningful like philosophical questions until i explored the films that were present that was created back in the times they made my thoughts more creative than the um than i had the thoughts when i watched the 21st century movies mm, i think they <laughs> wait that's really interesting because okay i think the reason why we have this difference in the quality of film production is in the modern day we are not we're not really trained or we're not even capable of being true individuals and exploring the nuance of our experience right every mm -hmm. on social because we're so entrenched in social media and in social media yeah. there's these identified categories of social groups that you belong to and you have these unified universal experiences depending on very arbitrary factors like your race your your sex your age or whatever and and so people have these identify with these tropes right but back then when social media wasn't a thing people just had themselves right they they were very they were more contemplative about their individual experience they didn't have much to compare it to so you see this reflected in more uh profound and more creative artistic um endeavors yeah. because they don't have the same i don't know what it is but Yes, yeah. th there's definitely more room for individual exploration yeah. prior to the rise of social media. But also, can I also mention about the fact that, you know, film right now, right? Like what I realize, at least what I think, it's it's the imitation of classic films in the past. There's nothing, like you said, original that is being created or revolutionized like at least that's what i think personally in in the film you know film industry at least there are very like few films where it creates the originality but i realized that for instance like quentin tarantino is an example of like imitation of so many classic films from the past it's not like necessarily his do you get what i mean mm. like that's at least something that i kind of realized right now Social media can be a platform that allows individuals to, you know, really explore their creativity, but at the same time, I feel like it suppresses it and mm. oppresses it at the same time, too. Yeah, yeah. it lowers the barrier for entry, mm -hmm. right? Um, anyone mm -hmm. can dive into it. However, there's specific ways to be creative. 
on social media, right? We don't yeah. see the same kinds of innovations that yeah. we used to have. And there's certain mm-hmm. messages that are appropriate to be conveyed. And that, yeah. that is very limiting. So we have a lot of the same shit. Yeah. And I'm just kind of sick of it. Like I find myself getting sick of things so easily these days too, because what I'm exposed to on a daily basis seemed the same. It's so repetitive. Yeah. Mm. I don't know, at least for me. That's 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 my intake. Or perhaps, or what if we have it all wrong? What if it was like this all along, but it's only mm-hmm. with the rise of social media that we see so many people posting their art online, so we have a sense of this uniformity. But perhaps it was the same before. It's just that the ones who are truly great rose out on top and everybody knew about it. Who knows? That must be the case too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll never know. We'll never know because we didn't live in the past nor we'll live in the future. So we'll never know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. So why don't we move on to the platform? Platform. Yeah. Last, oh, that's, oh, that's some deep one. <laughs> Platform was such an impressive film too. It's twenty first, twenty first century film. I and liked it. Was it. Impressive. No, I liked it because of how direct it is. Anybody can understand watching that film. Not anybody. No, like like Some people get confused and they just like it. No, what I mean is like the, the context and everything is just pretty straightforward. I mean, anybody in, you know, the 21st century can just watch them and be like, oh, well, you know. So I'm mm-hmm. just going to say, I mean, it's definitely easier for us to digest films that were created in the past because the stylistic, you know, features and everything are, you know, designed for us to understand better. But anyways, um, yeah, just speaking from the context itself, I think it was a very great example of showing the social hierarchy and the true humanity if that makes sense the human nature too. yeah the That's human true. nature like the innate human nature yeah. amongst ourselves yeah <laughs> okay so why don't we talk about those two things um because i actually have um, a somewhat different interpretation okay yeah before we dive into those two things i just want to share my interpretation of the platform i think this kind of ties into the conversation that we've been having which is the coexistence of the necessary coexistence of two polar opposites right and it's very interesting because mm-hmm. if we think about greed right because mm-hmm. the it's a very huge theme throughout the movie greed whether it yeah. is the the ruling class who's controlling the platform uh, and their greed for scientific progress and knowledge, or it is the greed of the people who are living within the platform for an excess of food. Greed in the materialistic quantitative regard is a vice, right? Um, However, but it's interesting because at the end of the film, we see greed portrayed in a different sense, right? The drive towards ethical, moral betterment. And you can say that is greed because greed is simply the desire for more, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, when when greed is portrayed in the form of uh, the, the the main character's, um, you know, buddy who wait not like his 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 what is it his roommate I guess you can say, yeah, or platform partner, 
yeah the grandpa who who's willing to kill someone and eat another person or whether it is the main character's drive and greed for moral betterment that drives them down into the the platform and um to, to bring the child you know things like that so i think it's really interesting because these greed the greed that leads to vice and the greed that leads to virtue they, they're, they're the same they're both greed they're the same impulses right mm. but perhaps and the question that came that popped into my head when watching this film is perhaps is vices perhaps the misapplication or overuse of virtue mm. you see yeah because yeah, same, same thing in psycho right yes it is important for the mother to be caring for her child but too much care becomes overbearing and you're preventing your child from developing into more than just a child and you're preventing the child from becoming an adult so perhaps is too much virtue a vice and perhaps do all vices stem from virtue or maybe on on the flip side does um does too much vice become actually i don't too much vice become a virtue no nah, i don't think so but yeah yeah no <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that, that's a very interesting intake of hmm. so you're talking about that in a stance of a societal structure right Well, no, no, in general, right? Whether it is greed in the materialistic sense or greed in regards to uh you know, like societal betterment, moral ethical development, socially or personally, interpersonally. Mm-hmm. It is all greed, right? You want more. I guess so. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I think it's greed too, but then there's another factor that is associated with greed if we look at the platform um it's the greed itself being the nature of what's essentially causing a disruption like you know deconstruction of the you know like structure of the mm-hmm. platform right and i think this natural feeling of resentment and hierarchy is just something that allows us to generate this stubbornness or looking down upon people you know just you know like there are different floors and there are different platforms of you know levels for instance and just the fact that we're you know ahead of one or the other makes us believe that we're superior to them and that's essentially like i think a way of kind of like demonstrating a societal structure and why it has been failing all along. Mm. Just this just the structure of hierarchy is what I think is what's making us like fail in society. Oh no. I don't think hierarchies inherently are a bad thing because uh we can't okay, in so far as some people are better than others in i don't know like creating art or uh farming mm-hmm. or yeah. i don't know pouring concrete there's going to be a hierarchy but mm-hmm. it is when hierarchies deconstruct and fail and become tyrannical that's when hierarchies become a bad thing 
mm-hmm. because hierarchies are necessary because uh, they help make the distribution of resources more efficient. They help uh, make production more efficient because obviously you want people who are best at a certain task on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think a platform shows what happens when uh, hierarchies deteriorate and fall into yeah. tyranny. Yeah, it's just um, showing like the very extreme side of like you know the failure of a certain structure in like of like quote unquote it can be a society or whatever it is but like given the sense that it is a society it's just showing the very extreme side of what can potentially happen and why it has been failing all along Mm. in a very like you know a literal platform setting you know or maybe the message is that the the structure is correct right because in the interview everybody says their favorite food right so yeah. the intention is for them to just to take out their their the food item that they ordered when it comes down on the platform but no mm-hmm. everybody takes a bunch of other shit too yeah. so perhaps like what you want is provided mm-hmm. but the distribution of it falls in the hands of you know the the whims of human nature and our tendency towards greed mm-hmm. don't you think it's so interesting because if you look at the platform for example it was probably that structure or that whole chaos was created probably by a single person's idea it was a fail caused due to a single person and because of their um you know like you know, idea towards revolution, like, uh, I mean, like, not revolution, but uh, rebellion, you know, like, rebellion towards a system. And it just made me fascinated about the fact that it was just this one person, potentially one person, or it could be the nature of humanity itself. But that kind of caused the entire, you know, chaos of the entire structure. Because if everybody did decide to agree upon just evenly, um, you know, distributing the food, then nobody would have been starved or getting into that nasty little conflict, that inhumane events that occurred throughout as you go down towards more of the platform, right? I think the platform has many, many meetings, meanings like I think it shows the societal structure and like you mentioned, greed, um, like this natural greed and just humanity itself, like human nature and how easy it is to, you know, um, create a corrupted system in a sense as well. I don't know, but I think there's a lot of meaning that an individual can take out of the film platform. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The power of an individual to just fuck up a whole system or for good or for bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really powerful um, testament to the fact that if we don't have the greed that leads to the creation of these kinds of tyrannical structures, we won't have the same greed that will lead to the impulse towards societal betterment, moral betterment, and and ethical betterment. Mm-hmm. So they're one and the same in a way, and we have to mm-hmm. accept that 
it is inevitable that these two things will always exist and it is our duty as citizens as uh, good samaritans to say you know we, yeah yeah that's Revolt. a very good point yeah but then it's such a sad thing but in reality like you know humans were just like that and i think it's just inevitable inev that it will that greed will always be our nature and it will not go away is what's really sad about animals but it just it is what it is you know and like you mentioned yeah it's really up to us to you know kind of make proper judgments and things like that i guess mm -hmm. yeah. yes christine would you like to chip in I was going to say something and then I forgot. Hold on, let me just try to <laughs> Christine is like drained from that whole diatribe we went on in the first oh, part. Oh, the first one? Yeah. That's, that's kind of a mess, not going to lie. I feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I was drained, but... Um... <laughs> hmm. It, to me, that was kind of sad to see the platform and the inner human, like barbaric side of human. The fact how they just immediately resort to like cannibalism as soon as they are shown as their life are threatened. So then as a survival instinct to choose to commit a crime instead of trying to come up with a consensus of a way to survive seemed... Reminded me once again that we are animals that we are um, no different from being a, we're just another species of animal with just a little bit more thought process, but we're not, we're nothing more than that. And mm. it was that, and that demonstrated to me that this is why communism would never work. Like true communism <laughs> would never work <laughs> in our society because everybody has so much desi desires and so much greed that it can't be fulfilled evenly so mm -hmm. to have an equal society to have a betterment of a society that it would it would never happen there would never be a quote-unquote perfect society because everybody in some senses are corrupted okay no but i would i would disagree in that analysis in the sense that i don't think it's holistic right because yes we are capable of evil yes we are beasts yes we are a uh, earthly body that is biological uh, and, and, and 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 we yeah but at the same time we are intellects we have souls right we have a mind and i think that is why at the end of the film despite all of this horror and treachery individuals will rise up and and move the pendulum to the other side from from Amorality, no immorality to 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 strive for virtue. I I think that is the message of the film. We wouldn't know that. We never. We, we wouldn't know that. That's the mystery of the ending of the film. No, no, we, we don't know, know if going to happen. Yeah, we we don't know if that's what happens societal, like what, like uh, like societal wide. But even though um, violence and and uh and barbarianism is the culture of the platform we still see the individual impulse to rise up against it in the form of the main character and that other like i don't know the guy that goes down with him and the innocence of the child 
that that's what it represents even in this bin of rotted apples there is still one good apple and perhaps that is all that it takes to fix it yeah 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 mm -hmm. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, like i said this film um like i think you know individual can kind of interpret the meaning in like five different ways like it might the person might walk out with five different meanings with what after watching the film you know it was only good but that it would only be able to be fixed if the good apple doesn't get turned into rotten apple though and majority of the times the good apple turns into rotten apple that's why our system never gets changed yeah like, like <laughs> yeah that's that's really sad you know it's really hard to keep a good apple as a good apple when you're surrounded with rotten apples. no i i disagree because in the beginning the the main character was just a bystander right he he, he didn't he he wasn't a bad apple but I don't think everybody in even in a in Nazi Germany was a bad apple. Obviously, they were bystanders, but we have the capability to transform from a bystander into a good apple. Okay. <laughs> totally, so, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you on that. Like none of us are disagreeing with you on that. But then like um that could be the case, but then in like I'm not gonna say majority, but um there are definitely some cases where, you know. People do try to be that fresh apple, but there are cases where the society is just full with literally every single fucking rotten apple. So the oh, yeah, fresh apple, apple will eventually yeah. become rotten due to the surroundings and the contamination of the environment. I know, but if that was true, then the whole entire world would be, I don't know, like over now because, because of the periods of times where we had truly corrupt societies right tyrannical societies namely uh you know the totalitarian uh, uh nazi germany right but those things were broken down they were destroyed in the end and justice was brought upon the earth okay so from from evil comes goodness and maybe from goodness comes evil and there's this and never ending cycle and yeah. uh perpetual yeah balance between the two mm -hmm. yeah that's, that's what i derived from the film yeah you know that's a very positive miss and i and that's one thing that i definitely do agree on but like just the whole rotten apple and the contaminated also can save you know even for and like, oh my god any, you know, you're lagging Oh my god, we were good for like half an hour there, and now we're going. Come on, stay strong. Hello, can you hear? Yeah, me? yeah, you're good now. Strong. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then, like, mm -hmm. I know it's pretty sensitive. It might be. I mean, uh, but then, like, for instance, like Japan and like Korea, and you know, their um, you know, Google. When, when there was like a Japanese like war between there was like an invasion when Japanese yeah. people invaded in Korea, yeah. we had a period of time where Japanese people were literally not only not only Korean people but Japanese people also invaded you know China and they, they conducted so many like horrendous experiments on like on Korea and China, mm -hmm. but they still are being ignorant and hasn't been admitting their actions. 
And in fact, um, the government is actually, and it has been succeeding. Um, like history is being forgotten. History is completely being forgotten. None of the Japanese, like you know, the new generation, are aware of what happened in the history. They have um, no idea. They and have zero clue. Another very shocking factor is you know the AP exam, right? There mm -hmm. and there's like a section where um you have to take a test about like defining some sort of continent, which is part of Korea. Um, the Japan government has actually like um, funded the AP um, like examination uh, company uh, like the the the, um, the community so that examiners uh, I can't talk so that they make the correct answer into a continent that is Japan's continent not Koreans. It's anyway, called, mm. it's called it's a it's no. an island called Tokto, but then like Japanese it's like our continent. It's Korea's um it's Korea it's part of Korea's land. But the Japanese people, for some reason, want to take over that land so then they, their fishing industry could be better. So then mm. now they're altering history and they're called Takeshima in Korean society because it's supposedly not supposed to be their land, but they're portraying as it's their land just just for for the betterment for their country, which is just I don't understand and why they do that. Not only are they being ignorant to previous histories, they're showing us to the current complete disrespect. Yeah. Anyways, the reason is because like, there can be like I totally agree with you. Um, there can be like that can be revolutionary, but at the same time, there are like sides where that is not the case, you know? So yeah, but both of them are very bad statements, in my opinion, at least. Mm. No, well, okay. Depends on what scale of analysis you use to evaluate this, right? You can evaluate this one in terms of time in where human society, human civilization has only existed for a blip of the whole entire uh, wait, no, modern civilizations have only existed for a time, literally a second compared to the entire span of, um, since the entire span of human existence, right? So um, th that's one scale you can compare it to. The second is within one country, yes, you can say the government is doing something that is really corrupt, but you can't use a government as the representative of the culture, right? And you can compare... Uh, it to the people. However, even within people, you can compare groups of people versus other groups of people. However, in the final analysis, you will find forces of good and evil in constant clash with each other. And the, the fact that we are having this discussion right now um, shows this, uh, this counter reaction towards the tyranny of the Japanese government, right? So I, I think that's, that's my point. Yeah, no, 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 like I said, I, I don't disagree on that. I, I'm just saying that I think it's just like given the context of society, it can be either good or bad. It can be a fail or success. It's just what I'm saying. Mm. Because, you know, bringing back to relating back to the platform, nobody knows what's going to happen after the girl has been sent up to the platform, you know? So, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's. It's a tricky, tricky, tricky thing. Mm. Definitely tricky. Yeah. Yeah.
And I think I read something about colonialism that was really interesting. Uh, and it, it's in Sapien, so I think you might remember this. You know, the Taj Mahal in India was a Muslim creation. It was the product of colonialism. Mm-hmm. Right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and and the construction of um, the religious, uh, uh, like re- Orthodox religions are a, are a, con- a construct of religious colonialism where, you know, polytheistic religions and cults and sects of different kinds merged together to form what we know now as Judaism, Christianity, and et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean, Christianity and Judaism was birthed from, uh, in some regards, Egyptian um, mythology, right? So, yes, colonialism in in the in the instances of uh, you know transnational corporations taking advantage of uh, lower income countries or slavery is mm-hmm. is a universal evil. However, many of the what is it the 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 staples of our culture. Many of the we exist where we are today. The, the creations that were made, scientific, cultural, uh, technological, were also products of colonialism. So I wouldn't say colonialism is inherently evil because colonialism really is a synthesis of two different things, but with power influencing the synthesis. But sometimes a synthesis is a bad thing, which leads to slavery. Sometimes a synthesis is a good thing, which leads to beautiful cultural monuments like the Taj Mahal. I think it really depends on, like, I mean, it really depends on who we put ourselves into the perspective and how, like, which position we're really in. It could destroy one's culture, it could destroy one's thing, or it could revolutionize one's culture, or just whatever it is but yeah i think it it really depends on like for instance colonialism it really depends on which location who we are who you know and all that and i don't think it's just something where we can just frame it into a general thing Mm, yeah yeah Mm. i don't know i feel like what i derived from this conversation is that everything has a good and bad side and oh my goodness i just don't know what to think about anything anymore (laughs) (laughs) yeah you must be fried as well i think we i think we delved into a little bit too much today Mm. (laughs) fried now then we need a little bit of rest to refresh in our brain you know that um scientifically if you talk uh, if you try to um process too many information in the span of three hours non-stop our brain actually kind of like dysfunctions. Wow, that's a specific time, Suzanne. Really, really, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Honestly, I've gotten used to it by now. You know, like I've, I've, I have like probably 15 hours of recording by now. So, yeah, probably attention like hour of like five hour average or something. Yeah, it's a skill you can develop. You know, you just have to destroy yourself to build yourself yeah. back again. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, this is a valid statement. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I don't know. Okay. Well, okay. We have one more item I think we didn't talk about yet. So do you guys want to tackle that? And then we can maybe... No, it's already been two hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, you're, you're getting too tired now? You yeah, don't want you don't want to talk about pessimism, realism versus optimism. Yo, that's like another. I need to I need to like break myself and to refresh myself again to have a really good in depth meaningful conversation. As of now, I probably would be having the surface level conversation, but I'm just gonna be honest. Okay. Though there would be analysis, it would be a um, IV level four analysis. IV <laughs> level four. Hey, a four is still at eighty six, I think, right? In HL, yeah, if it's HL. Yeah, but you are in HL. Right? So. Whatever it is. Okay. Well, okay, so why don't we wrap up the conversation then? Because it seems like you guys are like like about to fall into a state of coma. No. So. All right, so today, I actually had a really insightful talk. I feel like I never really get to really talk about this stuff regular basis with other people or in fact if i do try to talk about it people get bored of it so that i don't get to talk for long enough because they get so bored about these philosophical topics so thank you for inviting me for this podcast and give me a chance to elaborate and really express my thoughts on these films mm -hmm. yeah and likewise like honestly thank you for just giving us this opportunity to in a sense reflect back of how us as a young people, like me, like a 19 year old Jessica, how she thinks, you know, probably very stupid, to be honest. Um, but oh, really, it's amazing what you're doing right now, creating essentially this time capsule for us to reflect on ourselves. And yeah, like, like Christine has mentioned, it's, it's definitely a topic that not a lot of people, you know, talk about it on a daily basis. And yeah, just thank you for creating this opportunity for us and having such insightful conversation. Mm. It's always such a pleasure talking to Kristen. Like she always makes me realize something all the time, something new. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. No, okay. Seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amazing um, talking to you. Thank you. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> final thing talking about our future selves would you what are, what are some messages that you would like to give to future jessica or christine you go, you go. Or, okay. or questions yeah okay well i would just like to give some advice to my future self it's just um i hope you're like not the same as what you are right now just be a little more productive be a little more optimistic really explore you know read more you know talk to people more and yeah and i hope you are just living the best enjoyable life although it may not be the most enjoyable life i hope you're just pursuing something that you enjoy the most perhaps <laughs> so my message to your future self i know that um you christine don't re like recording yourself at all so this is this would be the only recording that I get to really reflect like, back on myself and how my thought was processed at this point of time. So in the future self, don't cringe. I know you're going to cringe, but I feel like um, you should create an opportunity to come back, the three of us, to sit down and reflect on what you, would th what you thought about it when you were 18 in comparison to whatever age that you are now. And really 
reflect on your growth or some parts where you got an idea from your past self. And I hope that um, you're much of a person who can express with more vocabulary and full of context than you have an art- articulation of now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, to be honest with you, I need, really need to go to the bathroom. And it was great talking to y'all. <laughs> I was like sitting here screaming. And it, so TMI, but it was great talking to you guys, you know, yeah. and yeah. once this pandemic is over, we can we can have all the discussions that we want in a more engaged context yeah okay i need to run i really need to run but it was great talking to you guys and yeah okay cool